Greetings and welcome to St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here on this Pentecost Sunday. Leading worship today will be Joshua Frazier and his mother, Leslie Frazier, Jesse Sagawa, Francois Higgins, Thomas Good, and our soloist today is Kathy Berry. Our choir director, music director, pianist, and organist is our beloved David Berry. And I am the Reverend Susan Brazier. Let us worship God. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Αυτή είναι η ημέρα την οποία έκαμε ο Κύριος. Dies ist der Tag, den der Herr gemacht hat. Questo è il giorno che il Signore ha fatto. Questo è il dia che ha fatto il Signore. Questo è il dia che ha fatto il Signore. Questo è il dia che ha fatto il Signore. Questo è il dia che ha fatto il Signore. Questo è il dia che ha fatto il Signore. Questo c'est ici le jour que l'Éternel a fait. This is the day which the Lord had made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Égayons-nous et réjouissons-nous en lui. Rallegriamoci e siamo grati in esso. Laten we juichen en ons verheugen. Vivant à la joie, exultant d'allegresse. Laat ons daarover juich in Blavius. Regocijémonos y alegrémonos en él. Festejamos y alegrémonos en él. Arribilen, ritumelacalor. Vivalen jubeln y ons an ihn freuen. Urgendazunk, esvigadjunk, esen. Masivuyen, sibulelen gaio. Alegrémonos y jubilemos en él. As agalias thomen, que as enfran thomen en afti. Te sanke dietu, te sanke dietu, te calamu. Amen. Where they were sitting, divided tongues 
as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue resting on each of them. Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Kai e pleste san pantes pneumatos adiu, ka erxanto la lane hete rice gloss size, katosto pneuma edidu apotengis tai autois. Tous furent remplis d'Esprit Saint, et se mirent à parler en d'autres langues, et chacun s'exprimait selon le don de l'Esprit. Ose anaza zidwa ndi nzimu oyera ndipo anayamba kuyankula mziyankulo zosi anasiana monga mene nzimu oyera unapasira iwo mpamvu Unsi würden alle voll des heiligen Geistes und fingen an zu predigen in anderen Zungen wie der Geist ihnen gab auszusprechen Now there were devout Jews from every nation and under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these that are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. People of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose. For it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last day it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young shall see visions, and your old shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, 
before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A spark. That is all we need on this day, imaginative God, imaginative God, to light our quarantine aloneness so that we can burst into bonfires, which signal to all those around us, you are bringing to life and grace to us and to the whole world. A word, just one little word on this day, code of Pentecost, so that we can be the voice of all those forgotten by the world, so that we can be the warmth to melt all the hearts frozen by greed, so that we might speak in that still small voice and be the ones that live out. Your good news to everyone we met, a breeze, a soft, gentle breeze that stirs the curtains on this day, shattering spirit, a breeze that will stay quiet and peaceful and still until the day comes and it will for us to become that storm of hopes to clear the despair from all our neighborhoods and lands. Give us yourself this day of Pentecost, O Holy Spirit, breath of life, breath of all life. Amen. Dr. Tom, I like your red shirt. Oh, well, it's Pentecost, and it's common to wear red to celebrate the birthday of the church. Today is the church's yes, it birthday? Is. Yeah. I didn't know. Will there be birthday cake? Will there be games? Oh. I love to play pin the tail no, well, on the donkey. Lucy, no, 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 pin the tail on the donkey. No, oh. no, no. What, no. what about birthday cake? I love cake. You know, well, may, maybe just a little cake? Maybe, maybe, maybe Dr. Some. Tom, a cupcake. <laughs> okay, some churches do have cake, but not all of them. Oh, so why do you wear red? My friends don't wear a particular color when they come to my parties, oh, although oh. green would be very well, nice. Well, green would be very nice. We wear red because it reminds us that the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost like a great fire. A great fire? Yes. Oh, no. Was anybody hurt? Did the fire department come? No, no. Oh, oh, fire! You know, you know, smoke detectors are very scary well, no, when, no. when they go off. Okay, no, Lucy, it was nothing like that. It says here in the Bible, when all the disciples were together, the Holy Spirit came and breathed on them. Flames of fire appeared over their heads. <gasps> Is the Holy Spirit? A dragon? No, Lucy. Something that breathes fire? No. No. <laughs> Let's look at what it says. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues like a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. On their heads? Yeah, I think so. But nobody was hurt? No. Nobody was hurt. You know, Dr. Tom, I think I would have known that that was the Holy Spirit because, you know, that's how God appears to Moses in the burning bush story. The bush was on fire, but it didn't hurt anybody. No, that's quite true, Lucy. You know, 
in Moses' stories, God quite often is like a fire. A fire on Mount Sinai and the pillar of fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the fire speak to the disciples like it did to Moses? You no. know, in the Moses story, the fire had to tell Moses to take his shoes off. I think Moses might have been an American, an American. because if he had been Canadian, God wouldn't have had to tell him to take his shoes off. Oh. <laughs> What's really amazing in this is that the fire didn't speak to the disciples. The fire spoke through the disciples. Through the disciples? That's right. Let's look. It says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. <laughs> wow, that would be great. I have to study really hard to learn French, right. and I'm not very good. I still can't roll my R's. No, no, but if you had this, it would be it would be better than Google Translate. What? It would be like having a special superpower. It really was amazing, Lucy. And when the disciples went out into the streets and started talking perfectly in all of these other languages, everyone in Jerusalem was just shocked. What happened when the disciples started talking in the different languages? Well, Lucy, because there was a big festival, there were people from all over the world who had come to that festival. And when the people saw these disciples and heard them speaking in their language, they became followers of Jesus. And the church went from 120 people in the morning to more than 3,000 in the evening. Wow! But, but Dr. Yes. Tom, I really don't think that would be that hard. It wouldn't be that hard, Lucy. No! Dr. Tom, Jesus taught this great message yes. that we are to love God yes. and we're to love each other. Yes. And the disciples had their special super language power thing, That's and that true. would be really fun to well, watch. It would be. And then and then finally, how could you ignore somebody who has a campfire above <laughs> their head? That would be just wonderful. You you would so. have to pay attention. That's true, Lucy. You would. But Dr. Tom, yes. I still think Pentecost would be better if we had birthday cake. It is time for our prayer of illumination. Please pray with me. Uh, uh, follow along silently as I pray. Uh, Heavenly Father. We want to thank you for this day that has dawned. We want to invite the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts. For there is room there for you, Holy Spirit, welcome. We ask you to follow us and to light your words into our hearts so that when we hear them, we shall receive our spiritual food. Guide us, follow us as we go through light the way so that what we hear shall continue to flame in our hearts. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. Our first reading is coming from the book of Romans 8, verses 22 to 27. For we know that up to the present time, all of creation groans with pain like the pain of childbirth. But it is not just creation alone which groans. We, who have the spirit as the first of God's gifts, also groan within ourselves, 
as we wail for God to make us his sons and set our whole being free. For it was by hope that we were saved. But if we see what we hoped for, then it is not really hope. For who hopes for something he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit also comes to help us, weak as we are. For we do not know how we ought to pray. The Spirit himself pleads with God for us in groans that words cannot express. And God, who sees into our hearts, knows what the thought of the Spirit is, because the Spirit pleads with God on behalf of his people and in accordance with his will. That is the word of God. Reading of Psalm 104. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there. Living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you form to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles? Who touches the mountains and they smoke? I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. May my meditation be pleasing to him for I rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord.
Please join me in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today, we celebrate Pentecost, the birthday of the church. I always think of Pentecost as a day when we wear red to church. It's usually described as 50 days after Passover. That's the reason why we call it Pentecost. Pentaconta being the Greek word for 50. Think of a pentagram or the Pentagon. But why 50 days after Passover? Why don't we talk about 50 days after Easter? Why? Because Pentecost was an established Jewish harvest festival. In the Old Testament, this harvest festival of Pentecost celebrates when God gave Moses the law on Mount Sinai as described in Leviticus 23, approximately 50 days after that very first Passover. Over time, it became linked with the spring harvest. The Book of Ruth contains a variety of descriptions of Pentecost celebrations. The tradition became that Jews traveled to Jerusalem for Passover, then returned home to start the work of the spring harvest. Then about two months later, if possible, some would return to Jerusalem and offer the first fruits of their harvest. You might think of something along the lines of our Thanksgiving celebrations. Then imagine that something extraordinary occurs in the middle of our, one of our Thanksgiving celebrations, and the new event would forever be linked to the original holiday. You might hear people say something like the Christmas of 78, linking the big blizzard of 1978 to the holiday of Christmas, an event that occurred at that time. Such is how the establishment of the church is now always linked to the Jewish festival of Pentecost. On this day, the Holy Spirit, with all the loud enthusiasm of a child's birthday party ruckus, breathes new life and new hope into this group of people who were gathered in Jerusalem. Gathered there were Jesus' friends, Peter, James, and John, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas. Jesus' family was there, his mother Mary, as well as his brothers. Perhaps his sisters were there, although the book of Acts doesn't list them explicitly. And then there were more identified people like Justice and Matthias, and we read that there were certain women. We know that on that Pentecost morning, there were about 120 people all together in that one house when the Holy Spirit rushes in loud and dramatic. It is a sound, the sound that's described as a violent wind. Being from the Midwest, I'm pretty familiar with tornadoes, 
and the deafening sound of the terrible wind that, that sounds like the thundering of a train. The noise was so loud on that morning, it attracted a huge crowd. People in Jerusalem for this harvest festival from the farthest reaches of ancient world all came running to see what had caused this horrific noise. When they arrived at the house, here were a bunch of Galileans speaking in perfect Greek, Latin, Arabic, telling of God's deeds of power. The Holy Spirit enabled this group to communicate clearly about God's mighty deeds. So compelling, compassionate, and comforting was this message. When communicating in the language that people could understand, by the end of that first day, this small group of 120 followers of Jesus Christ swelled to over 3,000. Over 3,000 on the first day alone, and people continued to come to believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. The message that God is with us, God loves us, we are forgiven, and we are called to new life and commanded to love one another. Communicate it clearly, it is truly a powerful message. These first Christians shared the story of God's mighty deeds. We are all here this morning because of this message of God's mighty deeds. We know of God's love, God's peace, and God's presence with us. It is from this understanding of God's mighty deeds that we derive our hope, even when life seems to spin into chaos all around us. We have hope. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, for in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So many, many people have no hope. I was caught short this week when I heard on the news about a little boy, only seven years old, who attempted suicide, seven years old. Later that day, I talked to a very dear friend who works as a chaplain in a children's hospital. With all the ongoing pandemic restrictions, her hospital has seen an uptick in children dying from many things, including suicide. She was just amazed that children 10, 11, 12 years old have no grounding, have no hope, and have succumbed to the insidious siren call of depression. She explained that she is just amazed at how many families choose to raise their children without any type of spiritual instruction, any faith tradition. They leave their precious little ones with only the understanding of the material world, which can be harsh and cruel and unrelenting. She laments for this loss, and for her, she sees depriving children of an understanding that there is something more, oh, so much more, than what we can just sense through our sight and sound and touch contributes to this increasing despair that we are seeing in children. People face the world with no hope, 
life served them up with a huge dose of reality and nothing matters. Get what you can. No one can be trusted and the planet is spiraling into chaos. There is nothing worth the struggle of living. But for Christians, where does your hope come from? My friends, you are watching this video here because you know from the cloud of witnesses who have come before us that there is so much more. Not just beyond this life, but in this life. We know the compassion of friends of faith. It's why you're watching. We live in a difficult but ultimately beautiful world. That does matter. That is why you are watching. We know we have so much more when we share what we have with others. That's why you're watching this video. We know that others can be trusted. That's why you're watching. We know that although the planet is in trouble, with God's help, we can find a way to sustainability. It's why you're watching. Our everyday struggles allow us to know that we are alive. Our everyday struggles force us to take shelter in each other's compassion and love. Our everyday struggles make us human and interdependent. And in it all and through it all, there is always something so much more than just ourselves. There is a magnificent, benevolent creator who will undergo all horrors humanity can conjure, including execution by crucifixion, just to be in relationship with us. That is the good news of the gospel. The evil of this world is nothing, just nothing, in comparison to the love of our God. Where does your hope come from? My hope comes from the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The coming of the Holy Spirit filled those first Christians with the power to speak in many languages, and everyone from all over the empire could understand these simple folks from the backwater of Galilee. They understood them as they talked their respective native language, as they talked to them about the power of God. St. Francis of Assisi, that simple monk from many centuries ago with his love of animals and the natural world, is often quoted as saying, speak the gospel always, and when necessary, use words. The truth is, you already know this. We spread the good news by many different languages. The psychologist Gary Chapman determined that generally people experience love in one or more of five principal love languages. Touch, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and time. I have to tell you that although this might appear to be a bit of pop psychology, this is really useful. People experience love in different ways. For example, my husband, Tom's, love language is time. Personally, I, I really don't get this, but I know I can make him feel so loved by just sitting quietly in the same room or hopping in the car when he goes to run an errand. Likewise, my love language is acts of service. 
So Tom will get up and he'll make a pot of coffee for me in the morning and I just feel over the moon, loved to my core. So on this Pentecost, can we learn to speak another love language? The love language of somebody else desperately needs to hear? The love language that tells of hope and peace, that sense of contentment that says life is worth living, I am loved and treasured, or at the very least, I can make it to tomorrow. Many of you already do this. Don McCrae, for example, often speaks in the love language of gifts as he shares the produce from his summer garden with others. Nancy Rierick, Juliet Davis, Mavis Cater, Rose Carolyn Smith speak in a love language of time as they reach out with their wonderful, upbeat phone calls to people who are isolated and alone. Adrian Davis speaks in the love language of acts of service with all the little extra things that he does for people. Cindy Howie offers wonderful words of affirmation. And even though we are prohibited from touching, I feel the hugs from so many in this congregation. And make no mistake, we do not have time for me to even begin to list all the wonderful ways I see people here at St. Andrews speak clearly, passionately, in love languages. But there is a hurting, broken world just outside the doors, and as Christians, we are called to speak of God's deeds of power. This Pentecost, as the Holy Spirit again blows through our lives, calling us and empowering us, I want you to consider how we can learn maybe to speak a new love language, to share the good news with others. How might you reach out this week, perhaps to a friend you have not spoken to in months, maybe years? Let that person know that they are precious to you. Perhaps we could slow down and listen and be wholly present as someone shares their story. We all need someone to listen to us. Perhaps you might take a bouquet of flowers that you cut from your yard to a neighbor you've not yet met. Perhaps you might help somebody fold laundry or just pick up some litter. For those of us who have people in our bubbles that we can hug, don't be stingy with your affection. These are small ways that we too can speak of God's mighty deeds, God's love, God's breath, God's spirit. For as we heard in this morning's psalm, when we are cut off from God's spirit, we are nothing, we die, we are dust. May we too all be filled with the Holy Spirit on this birthday of the church, this Pentecost. May we too begin to speak in other languages as the Spirit gives us the ability. May we too all be empowered to speak in a new love language. Amen.
Join me in the prayers of the people. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and your whole church on this day of Pentecost. Blow through us and renew our faith. Reawaken our love for God. Let your flames warm our hearts with trust in Jesus Christ and dare us to do great things in his name. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and renew our faith. Wind of the Spirit blow through us and give us energy to serve you as a body of Christ working in the world. Open our eyes to recognize the needs for ministry and mission all around us. Open our hearts to welcome newcomers and to meet those we do not yet know. Open our hands to share the tasks that need doing and open our lips in prayer and in praise. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and renew our energy to serve. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and give us understanding for all those whose lives seem so different from ours, for those facing situations that we have never encountered, for those with whom we've disagreed, for problems and challenges we face at home, at work, and in the world still struggling with the effects of the pandemic. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and give us new understanding. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and bring healing for all who face pain or illness, discouragement or disappointment, for all who know sorrow, sadness or grief, for those who face stress and pressure, especially as they recover from the impact of the pandemic. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and bring healing and peace. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and bring us compassion we see in Christ Jesus. 
Blow through us and equip us to serve the world as you love in his name. Blow through us and refresh us as your faithful followers. Unite us across all of our differences. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, Pater Himon, ho in toi sura nois. Notre Père qui es aux cieux, Atatea tua kumwamba, Pater unsur in himo. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Agiasteto to onamasu, el teto he basileasu, genete to to thelamasu, hosen urano, kai epiges. Que ton nom soit sanctifié, que ton règne vienne, que ta volonté soit faite sur la terre comme au ciel. Dinala nulliere sede, ufumuano uze, ufunawano kujidibe, monga kumamba, jomito pansipano. Geheiligt werde dein Name, dein Reich komme, dein Wille geschehe, wie im Himmel so auf Erden. Give us this day our daily bread. Ton alton heimon, ton epusion dos, heimin semaron. Donne-nous aujourd'hui notre pain de ce jour. Mutipatse i ferero, jacujajatu jalero. Unser tegrisches Brot gib uns heute. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Kai apas heimin to epele meta heimon, hos kai heimes afekamen, tois ofele tais heimon. Pardonne-nous nos offenses comme nous pardonnons aussi à ceux qui nous ont offensés. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Et ne nous laisse pas entrer en tentation, mais délivre-nous du mal. Und führe uns nicht in Versuchung, sondern erlöse uns von dem Bösen. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Hotisu estin, he basileia, kahe dunamis, kahe doxa, es tusaionas. C'est à toi qu'appartiennent le règne, la puissance et la gloire pour les siècles des siècles. Denn dein ist das Reich und die Kraft und die Herrlichkeit und Ewigkeit. Amen. 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 And all God's people said, Amen. Now, go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to that which is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and to be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.